Today on the show, I will talk about what it means to be triggered and why you are triggered. I will be giving a workshop in Arizona for those of you who are here called The Science and Art of Hand Analysis. It's a two-day workshop, and in this workshop, students will be taken through various aspects of hand analysis so they may begin reading and analyzing hands immediately. Now, hand analysis is a great tool for self-knowledge and provides insight into the depth of your being, giving you another perspective to see yourself. And it's also an excellent resource of information for counseling others. And so this will be a two-day workshop. The first day is Sunday, July 11th uh, from 1 to 4 p.m. And the second day is the following Sunday, July 18th, 1 to 4 p.m. The registration deadline is on July 8th. So you can go to harumiyoga.com. It's H-A-R-U-M-I yoga.com. And under the workshops and yoga retreats, you can find this workshop and register online for this. If you need more information, you can contact them at the yoga center or you can go to my website and send me a message and contact me. And again, it's the science and art of hand analysis in Arizona and it's a two-day workshop. The deadline to register is July 8th. So please register before then because you will get manuals that need to be printed up. And in the coming weeks, I will be announcing some workshops throughout Europe, the Netherlands, Belgium, and Spain, and Germany. Okay, so thank you for supporting the podcast. Please continue to rate, review, and share the podcast with your friends. Let them know about it. Help me get the word out. And also, this podcast is free. If you're enjoying this content, please make a donation. Give what you feel that you've gotten out of it. You can go to thestoryofmepodcast.com, and on the contact page, there's a donate button, and you can make a donation for what you feel that you've gotten out of it. And for those who have already donated, thank you. You can also go to the podcast website to submit your own questions for the show, and also for links to follow me on all social media. And that's the storyofmepodcast.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I, blissful am I, why? Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. My name is Amarjit Singh and I am your host. Thank you for joining me today. I hope everyone is doing well. 
So today I, I thought I would talk about this idea of being triggered because it's a, a common theme that I hear a lot about. And in fact, the other day someone told me that they were triggered and it made me really think about this concept. But also I was going through the news, our website that was showing the news, which which really made me think about this. And there was a story, I don't know if you can call this a news story or, or what, and this is why I avoid reading the news on the, the internet, but I found this interesting that a girl came out and she talked about identifying as demisexual. Now, this is a young girl and from a, a famous father who is quite a narcissist. I, I won't talk about the name, but when you hear the, the definition of this, you realize that there's a lot of narcissism going on. So what is demisexual? It's an individual who only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond with that person. <laughs> so basically, this is everyone, because whether you have a strong or weak or, or whatever type of emotional bond, you have some, some emotion. It can be a very subtle emotion. It could be hardly any emotion. But everyone has some kind of emotional connection with someone that they are sleeping with, whether it's some projection they have from their own karma or, or some desire that they have. But they have some emotional connection to this person or attraction to them. And so to come out and say that you identify as this is very narcissistic because everyone does. Of course, this girl's young. I think she's 23 years old. And like I said, comes from a family which is, <laughs> I guess, narcissistic would be an understatement. But I find it really interesting in the fact that with this idea of pronouns that everyone is using and, and all these different identifications, it got me to thinking about this narcissism that is really prevalent in our society. I don't know if it's more prevalent in the U.S. than other countries because I've been here for the last couple months and maybe I'm being more exposed to it than I would when I was in Europe or India but it really goes along with this idea of being triggered. And when this word became popular is when we had this idea of safe spaces. I don't know if you remember this, a, a few years back where they had to have safe spaces because people in the universities felt triggered. And I think this is really a detriment to development to look at things this way. So what I would like to talk about is this idea of triggered, right? I mean, we can talk about the idea of needing safe spaces, and this is ridiculous, but really I'd like to focus on this concept of triggered because we all experience this to some extent, whether we identify it as being triggered or not. And when someone said this to me the other day, it really made me contemplate this. And so first, before we get into this concept or this uh, idea of being triggered, let's try to define what it means to be triggered. 
right? So what happens in, in my experience that I've seen is something happens externally to a person, whether someone says something or they see something or they read something, right? This happens on social media. I've had people say, well, you triggered me. Okay, so they've read something I've posted, some thought I've had, or you've seen something on TV and it didn't go along with your idea of what happened. And so you have some kind of reaction to it. And so this is some external situation that is causing some internal reaction. And this is how, I guess, we can identify what it means to be triggered. And the first thing we want to do is to understand that, okay, it's okay to have some reaction to something, right? I'm not saying that you shouldn't have some reaction because we all do. Whether we recognize it or not, we have some, some reaction and, and often it's unconscious because of our karma or we don't understand why we're reacting the way we are. And often maybe afterwards we, we recognize it and say, okay, I, I reacted to this situation. But this idea of using it as being triggered really externalizes it. And it's, it's this victim mentality, right? It's saying that something happened outside of me and it caused something internal to happen, which, okay, this part is okay, but the, the other part is then to blame that situation as your trigger point, right? Just to say what you did was wrong because it triggered me or what I saw was wrong because it triggered me. And, and I talked about this uh, idea briefly in some other episode where some famous girl here in the U.S. went into a frozen yogurt place and on the near the register, they had different treats that you can buy. I don't know if they're candies or cookies or something like this. And there were sugar-free cookies. And this girl posted on her social media that she was triggered because she's had eating disorders. And this is triggering it that they should change this, that this frozen yogurt place should change this. And so this is how people are using this this experience. They're saying that... Because of the way I feel, you should change. You should change your expression. You should change the way you talk to me. You should change the way you behave. Or I, this experience should be outlawed or, or it should be banned from the internet or social media or whatever it is because I'm triggered. And if you're going to look at things this way, you're going to have a very long and difficult life. And... This is also a really narcissistic way to approach life because what you're saying is the reason I'm reacting this way is because of what you're doing to me. Well, like this girl in the frozen yogurt place, she took this personally that they're doing this to her. <laughs> they don't even know who she is and she's accusing them of triggering her. And asking for them to, or demanding that they change their behavior, changing what they put near the register. So, what does this mean, right? So, we, we experience something and then we have this reaction. So, let's look at how and why you're reacting. Now, imagine if someone calls me fat, 
I don't know if you know what I look like, but I'm not fat. I'm, I'm pretty thin. And if someone calls me fat, I have no emotional reaction because I know I'm not fat. It doesn't affect me in any bit. I, I feel nothing towards this. I just think it's a silly thing to say to me. But now imagine that I haven't been eating properly. I haven't been exercising. I haven't been taking care of myself. And I may even weigh the same amount I do now, but when someone calls me fat, maybe I have a reaction because I don't feel good about myself, because I'm not eating right, I'm not taking care of myself. So now what this person is saying may not be nice. It may be something very rude, something that's uncalled for, but let's not think about that. Let's think about why... In one instance, I have a, an emotional reaction, and in another instance, I don't, right? When I'm eating healthy and I, I feel good when someone says this, I have no emotional reaction. But if I'm not eating healthy, I'm not taking care of myself, then I start to I feel bad or I feel guilty or I feel angry at this person. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that this person is saying something kind or unkind. This is not important. Because it's really not about what you're experiencing externally. It's about what you're experiencing internally. You know, you can't control what people say or do. And a way to look at this is to understand that whatever anyone says to you or does to you, it's about them. It's not about you. Now, what they may be saying or doing may not be nice, but it's not about you. It's about them because everyone's natural disposition is to express love. And when you have all this internal judgment and resistance to the true self, it changes the way you communicate. And so you don't communicate with this love because you don't have it for yourself. And so this is one way to see how you feel about yourself is to look how you talk to other people. Because how you speak to someone, how you communicate with someone is really based on how you feel about yourself. And so this is why when anyone says or does anything that's not nice, it's really not about you, it's about them, and you should try to have compassion that they are having difficulty with themselves. Now, I'm not saying that you need to support this type of person by being around them if this is a consistent habit pattern, but to understand that it's not about you. What's about you is how you react. And this is what we talk about, this being triggered, right? So you see something or or someone says something to you that hurts your feelings, right? And and then we, we want to, in today's culture, in today's culture, we want to then condemn them saying, you are triggering me. I need my safe space, right? But really what it should be is it should be this internal look at saying, why am I having this internal reaction to this? What is it about what this person said or did or what this experience is presenting that is causing me to have this emotional reaction? And what you're trying to do is create emotional awareness because what is the purpose of these emotions is for self-awareness. You know, the emotions should not dictate your behavior, but they should focus your attention. Because if you're feeling something strongly, there's something behind this. 
whether it's a strong desire or fear or anger or whatever it is. But the problem is that we often react, right? Someone says something you don't like or they do something you don't like, and you begin to yell at them and say bad things or or behave poorly to them. And then what happens? An hour after the conversation or a week after the conversation, you regret what you said, and, and you become aware that you said things that you shouldn't have. And so this is self-awareness after the fact. What you want to do is to create awareness in the moment. And the only way to do this is by not reacting. Because when you're reacting, you're too busy to become aware. And this is why we have this self-awareness after the fact, right? After an argument or after we said or did something that wasn't kind or loving, And understand that I'm not saying that you need to repress your feelings because this is wrong. You shouldn't repress them, but you don't need to react to them. So let's say you feel angry, right? Someone says something or does something that you think is mean or bad or or towards you. Okay, accept it. And try to be very still and recognize what is this that you're feeling? What are you feeling? Right? Okay, I feel angry. I can feel this anger in my chest. I can feel my heart beating faster. I can feel my mind getting uh, frustrated or whatever is happening within me. And just allow it without reacting, though. Don't allow this emotion to cause a behavior. This is how your habit patterns are formed, right? And we've talked about this many times. You perceive something from one of the senses, whether you see something, hear something, smell something, touch something, or think something, and then you have an emotional reaction to it. We could just say a a reaction to it. And often this reaction is so subtle that you're not aware of it, and we call this unconscious reactions, right? We We engage in some behavior because of the way we feel. So we maybe have an argument with our partner, and we feel bad, or we break up with them, and we feel sad. And what do we do? We engage in behaviors to distract the feelings, right? We eat when we're not hungry. We indulge in uh, some, some form of distraction to change the way we feel. And this is how we manage these feelings. And when we manage these feelings, or the way we manage them becomes our habit pattern. Okay, every time I get sad, I do this. Every time I get angry, I do this. And these turn into our addictions, our habit patterns. What you should be doing is say, okay, I experienced something externally and it's causing me to have this internal experience. Now observe it. Observe the experience without resisting it. There's nothing wrong with being angry or scared or or, uh, sad or, or whatever it is. Allow yourself to feel it. But... Try to take note of what is this feeling trying to get you to do or not do, right? When you feel angry, what is that feeling trying to get you to do or not do? Oh, it's trying to get me to yell at this person or to throw something or to run away and not say anything when I should speak up for myself. And so this is a way to use these emotions to understand these habit patterns, right? Every time I feel this emotion, this is my inclination. This is my reaction. And by breaking that reaction, you're breaking that habit pattern. And so observe the feelings 
without reacting to them. And understand that the reason you're feeling them is because there's something that you're relating to in this external experience that is touching some aspect of you that is sensitive to it, meaning it's because of past experiences or karma or whatever it may be, but you're reacting to it. And so the reaction is within you, not outside of you. Again, I'm not saying that what's happening outside is right or wrong. This is not important. What's important is to know that your reaction internally is about you. It's not about the the experience or the situation or the person. And so this idea of being triggered by the external is really incorrect because you're maybe observing the external, but the internal reaction to it is based on your past. It's based on your experiences. It's based on your self-judgments. It's based on how you perceive yourself. And so get away from this narcissism thinking that things are happening to you, that things are triggering you externally, because they're not. Because what is triggering you may have no effect on someone else, right? If I'm in that frozen yogurt place and I see the sugar-free cookies, it doesn't make me feel anything. But yet for this woman, she went in there and it made her feel bad about her eating habits. And so what was it? Was it really this external experience or was it this internal experience in the relationship that she had with herself? And this is with everything. These emotions are to be used as these guides of self-awareness to understand that the reason you're feeling them is because they're trying to alter your behavior, right? You feel something strongly and then you react to it uh, through your behavior. And sometimes the reaction is to do say nothing when you should say something. Sometimes the reaction is to say nothing and you say something or do something. And so what you want to do is stop this reactive part and understand the internal experience of why you're having this emotional reaction and not allowing this emotional reaction to affect your behavior. Because when it affects your behavior, then you're becoming less authentic. Because you're, you're reacting to this internal experience, which is based on your history, your karma, and you're allowing this to affect your behavior. And so it's keeping you tied to your karma, right? The resistance to accepting what's happening is what keeps you tied to your karma. And when you resist the true self and you engage in some behavior that's a reaction to how you're feeling, you are separating yourself from your authentic self. And it affects the communication, it affects your expression, and it is going away from the intimacy of the true self. And what you want to do is you want to be present with the self and to experience it. What does it feel like? What are these feelings? Where is it happening inside the body? Oh, I can feel this anger in my chest, or I can feel this fear in my stomach. Okay, and what is this feeling trying to get you to do or not do? Oh, the fear is trying to get me to not venture out and do something 
creative or to do so, to take a chance. Okay. So it's closing me down. So it's okay to have this fear, but not allow it to inhibit your expression. And when you're saying I'm triggered by something external, you're you're becoming a victim. And unfortunately, in today's culture, whether this is due to the media trying to divide everyone or or just <laughs> the way that people are, I don't know. But there's a lot of this narcissism. There's a lot of this projection instead of internalization of saying this is about me. And uh, it, it's really affecting our culture in, in so many ways. It's, it's really looking for this way of separating ourselves from each other. It's this cancel culture. It's this victimization culture. It's this judgment culture, which really is just a projection of the internal. And the more you project your internal experiences externally, the further away from the true self that you get. And remember, our goal is to become this channel of our consciousness, allowing it to flow through you without resistance, without this judgment. The first step in this is to take responsibility for the way you feel, because it is about you, not about what is happening externally. And you can learn to deal with this or continue to react to this. And one way makes life more colorful by letting go of this reaction and letting go of this judgment. And the other way closes you down and separates you from the people in your environment. And unfortunately, this is what seems to be happening a lot, especially the, over the past year or so, is a lot of separation, a lot of looking at people as them and us. You know, we're on this team um, with this nationality or with this uh, background or this uh, color or this shape or, or whatever it may be, but we're looking to separate ourselves. And this triggering and this victimization is just a continuation of that. And to have love in your heart to express to the people around you begins with you accepting that your internal reactions are based upon your karma, are based upon your history. And regardless of whether the experience externally is good or bad, how you deal with it depends on you. And this is where you need to be true to yourself and and take responsibility for this internal experience and use this as a way to grow, not as a way to separate yourself and separate you from the other. And use this. Like I said, the emotions are not there to dictate your behavior, but they're there to focus your attention and use them. When you feel them strongly, say, okay, what am I feeling and what is this feeling causing me to want to do or not do? And then with the mind, well, what is the right thing to do? And it becomes pretty apparent what's happening when you can 
do this without externalizing the experience. And then you can live a more authentic life and learn to accept the situation and express love to those who are stimulating this internal experience. To have compassion for them that maybe they're behaving poorly, but it's just a projection of what they're experiencing. They're unable to accept something about themselves. They're unable to express love because they don't feel it for themselves. And so show them compassion and understand that this reaction you have is not because of them. And this will get you very far in your path for self-awareness and self-expression. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. And again, remember, if you're in Arizona and you want to attend the workshop on the science and art of hand analysis, go to the website harumiyoga.com. That's H-A-R-U-M-I yoga.com. And under the workshops and yoga retreats, you'll see my workshop uh, for July 11th and July 18th. The registration deadline, again, is July 8th. So please register before that if you're going to attend. And again, go to the storyofmepodcast.com website to ask your questions or to find links to follow me on all social media. So from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. 